0: Hello and welcome to the Earworm Podcast. A
1: podcast for things that you just can't get out of your head.
0: I'm your co-host Keegan.
1: And I'm your co-host Mimi.
0: And this week uh, we have a couple of topics that we're going to be talking about. Things that got stuck in our head and we decided to look a little bit more into. Who's going first this week, me or you?
1: Um, I believe the plan was you.
0: Okay, I'm going to go first. (laughs) Have I told you about alligators
1: I mean, we've spoken in them of conversation, but... Of
0: course. <laughs> How I want to wrestle one while down here in Texas, but it hasn't Please happened dear yet. dear God, do not wrestle the alligators. All right. Well, let me tell you a little bit about them. So, first off, you should know that alligators became the perfect apex predators of their known environments about 37 million years ago, because that's when the oldest fossil one has been found so far. And since then, they haven't really evolved that much.
1: So they came out perfect, and then they just never tried anything different. They just, yeah. nothing was broken, <laughs> so they didn't fix it?
0: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. So alligators are near-perfect creatures. You should know, um, I found this interesting. So the name alligator is probably, they don't know actually where it came from, but it probably comes from El Legarto. The Spanish term for the lizard, as I'm sure you know because you speak Spanish, but they called them the lizard because along the coast of Florida, apparently that was the only lizard that people were aware of that they had to be nervous for is the lizard, which of course later got <laughs> heard, which of course later got heard as el lagarto to just alligator alligator there are two different types of alligators that actually exist in the world currently there's the ones in China and then the ones in the Americas I'm just talking about the ones in the Americas because the ones unfortunately in China are almost extinct there's like 40 in the wild still and they're only in a really specific region in China so
1: that's rough yeah
0: (laughs) yeah they got I didn't really look into it that much I probably should have I don't think they were really hunted though we'll we'll get into it later um uh the average alligator is 790 pounds coming in at about 13 feet that's that's an average one with the bigger ones getting to be about 14 feet and weighing 990 pounds but the largest ever recorded is a bit of an argument the one i see here that most sources were pointing to is one that was found in Louisiana that measured 19.2 feet in length. He is an absolute monster. And it was this uh, fishing family that brought him in and they have him stuffed in their museum of trinkets. Oh, and so they killed him. Yeah, they killed it because it was a monster <laughs> that was haunting their bayou. Let
1: animals like. grow. Yeah.
0: So that's the interesting thing though. I found, that I found. Nobody knows the average lifespan of an alligator. We we don't know because we've tried raising them, but of course things in zoos don't live as long as they would in the wild or grow as big as they would in the wild. So the the longest current one recorded was its name was saturn and he was an american alligator born in 1936 in mississippi and he was sent to germany spending the majority of its life in the moscow zoo where it died at the age of 83 or 84 they're not sure because it was captured and put in the zoo and then shipped across not from birth
1: so question for you yeah so do you know how they i guess estimate the age of an alligator
0: oh man You know, I could lie. (laughs) But I'm going to be truthful and say I don't. I'm going to have to guess. It probably has to do with the scales. Or like the tail length. Maybe. But some alligators lose their tails. Mm. So
1: they just got to (laughs) reset.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, so we do have one that's named Muha, who's the current oldest one. We know he was, again, we don't know his exact birthday because for some reason we just don't hatch alligators. Um, but he was born around 1937 and is in his 80s right now and is still alive. The, Saturn is dead, but this one is still alive and going strong. So you're
1: telling me, this one's name wasn't Saturn, it was Muha, right? Yeah, Muha. You're telling me Saturn, you're telling me Muhan could have stopped the Vietnam War, but chose not to?
0: Yeah, he he chose not to do anything. Um, So most adult alligators are black or dark olive brown with white undersides, and this helps with their natural camouflage where they're living. And juveniles or baby alligators have bright yellow or white stripes um, across their top and bottom, which help them provide additional shelter and camouflage amongst the reeds and the wetland where they're at, because they're more likely to be found on like the shoreline of, of rivers.
1: Oh, so they're not green. No. All this time, I thought alligators were green. Well, they're like a
0: dark olive brown, which I think olives are a type of green, so you're not wrong, but you're not not right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. They're most commonly found throughout all of Florida, Louisiana, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, the Carolinas, east side of Texas, where we're at, and that's why I want to go find one, and... Oklahoma and Arkansas also gets gets some of them, but the largest ones tend to come from Louisiana. I think it's something in the water.
1: All right. I was going to say, I know in this area we have gators. Wait, it's alligator. Yeah, these are alligators. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll
0: get into the difference between alligators and crocodiles. So alligators live in freshwater environments like ponds, marshes, wetlands, rivers, lakes, and swamps. And they construct alligator holes in the wetlands, which helps increase, like, plant diversity and provide habitats for other animals during droughts. So, like, they're really good at burrowing and digging their own little nest holes along the banks of rivers that help a lot of other animals. And they also help as, like, a rodent control problem for more detrimental creatures that actually harm rivers more than they help rivers, such as, like, muskrats and... Uh, I'm gonna say this wrong. It's a... koi poo? It looks like a small beaver, but they, they essentially do the same thing. They just build dams that are really harmful to the rest of everything else living in the river area, and the alligators love to eat them. <laughs> it's
1: their favorite meal, all right.
0: Yeah. I found that it uh, looks like a lot of alligators actually aren't that aggressive. They don't go out of their way to hurt humans, unlike crocodiles. So if you see an alligator, it's recommended you, you can... Don't approach it. Don't approach it. Don't approach the alligator.
1: (laughs) I'm going to approach it.
0: Okay. If you are approaching it, it's probably going to notice you and walk away if it thinks you're a threat or anything. Because they're not very aggressive towards humans. They seem to know that we mean business and will just get out of the way of us. Um, They are territorial to each other, though. So if there's two big alligators in an area, they will fight each other. And that's normally why you'll see, like an uh, area that doesn't have an alligator in it one day suddenly does the next is because another alligator got too big for where it was currently living and had to go find a new home all right yeah they also are able to make some really loud noises that i wanted to share with you if i can get it to play here they're called bellows and hisses
1: You know, that first sound really reminds me of um, like the Jurassic Park movies and the growing that the dinosaurs do in the Jurassic Park movies. We could maybe look into it to see if that is
0: was used. So actually, you are 100% correct about that. Part of uh, Jurassic Park's Uh, Dinosaur noises were made through a combination of multiple different animals. In particular, the T-Rex's noise was made through combining the squeal of a baby elephant and an alligator gurgling.
1: (laughs) I don't know the alligator, I mean the elephant part, but I do have a knack for animal
0: sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there was another sound. I can't pull it up right now, but there is another sound alligators make. Males, when it's time for them to mate in the springtime, they make a noise known as the alligator slap, which is they lift their head out of the water, and they first slap their bottom jaw into the water, and then they close their mouth to make a second slap noise, so they get a real click sound on top of the water that they just make repeatedly over and over again until a female comes by and sees the the big splashes that they're making.
1: I know you said splashes, so does that mean that the female is more interested in the like loudness of the sound or just in the splash?
0: I don't know. What would you be more interested in? You're a female alligator. What are you interested in? What are you looking for in a mate out there in the dating pool?
1: Of the alligator world? <laughs> um, I, I think that if I was a female alligator out there in the dating world, I'd be looking for the splash. and want to know that they can go hard
0: yeah (laughs) Alrighty. um another thing alligators like i said before they aren't really that aggressive when it comes to hunting and trying to find things to eat so they'll typically only focus on things that they know they can bite and swallow in one chomp they don't want to have to repeatedly go after something so they'd see um like those little copy you thing rodent things and eat them in one bite one gobble um the reason for this is because they have very their jaws the way that their jaw bones evolved was that um their downward bite is very strong but the muscles used to open their jaw is very weak so that's why you can see like on yeah our mouths work a little bit differently we bite up they bite down the way their their mouth works Um, but you can see Like, in movies and, I mean, TV shows and stuff like that, when they're transporting alligators, you can see them just go up behind it and just kind of grab the front of the alligator's snout, and it doesn't open its mouth. That's because the average human has the the strength to just hold it shut with one hand. Now, you should use two hands, (laughs) but most of us have the strength to hold an alligator's mouth shut with one hand, and then it can't do anything. So you just pinch it with both hands, and then if you get duct tape and wrap, wrap it around it, that's how they typically ship alligators across the country and stuff. Is You just duct tape its mouth shut, and it can't do anything.
1: Wow, there really is nothing duct tape can't fix, huh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, if they're duct taped, that doesn't mean they still can't do this move called the death roll, which I'm sure you've heard <gasps> I've of. I've
1: heard about it. It's like whenever they, like, roll.
0: <laughs> and you die!
1: Yeah! <laughs> But <laughs> at, at least there's an Animal Animal Planet once where some guys like leg got stuck in the death roll, and he no longer had a leg.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right because they will chomp onto something, and if they sense in their mouth that it's gonna take more than one bite to to eat whatever they have, they'll automatically go into the death roll, and they do this by moving their tail to the side of their body to act as kind of like a whip. For their own body to be launched around in a circle once they grab on and chomp onto you. Which is cool, but it also means that alligators that lose their tails can't do the death roll. Yeah. Oh. And the most common way I found that alligators do lose their tails is actually from other alligators.
1: Doing the death roll on them?
0: Doing the death roll on them. They get into territorial fights and the little one will get its tail chewed off by the big one. Orlin.
1: I don't like this anymore. Can you change the topic?
0: Of course we can change the topic. Well, what did you bring this week, love? What do you want to talk about?
1: All right, so... While I'm drinking the soda, all week I have had the biggest craving for, like, Mountain Dew or Mellow Yellow. Um, As you know, Mellow Yellow is my favorite drink. I just can't find it anywhere. Um, And Mountain Dew comes in a very close second. They're both pretty solid beverages. Um, And I... Really, I've just kind of been wanting like an like a pick-me-up energy drink, but not like a strong energy drink. Just because... You want
0: the sugar, not the caffeine.
1: Yeah, kind of, in a sense. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to share something really petty first before I go into mine. But I was just looking into both of these a little bit, and I just thought I should let you guys know that Mellow Yellow has 53 milligrams of caffeine per 12 ounce. And Mountain Dew <laughs> contains fifty-four milligrams of caffeine per twelve ounces.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a little bit of history there, isn't there? Like, mel- between Mount mel- the, it's Pepsi and Coca-Cola, right? Those are the two respective brands of these drinks.
1: Yes, that's correct. So. You will notice that if you ever go to one of those Coca-Cola, try your flavor machines that have like 50 different flavors, inside there's Mellow Yellow. And that's because Mellow Yellow is a Coca-Cola product. And Pepsi is a, or Mountain Dew is a product of Pepsi. Um, and they all have pretty good drinks. And there's a cursed third, also citrus caffeinated drink that I don't believe is popular enough to talk about. So we just won't. Its name is Lift. if anyone wants to know. Okay. I've never heard of it. But I just wanted to talk about those sodas, yeah. So let's start with Mountain Dew. I actually didn't know this, but I thought that Mellow Yellow was older and then Mountain Dew was created, but I was wrong. It's Mountain Dew started off.
0: Okay, so let me guess. I'm going to say 1970 Mountain Dew. 1940
1: Mountain Dew. What? Yeah, Um, it's been around for a while and it was created uh, by a couple of brothers their names are... Um, Mr.
0: Mountain and Mr. Dew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it was created in Tennessee. The brothers' names were Barney and Ali Hartman. Um, or maybe they're siblings. What I read says brothers. We're not going to judge people by name. That was on me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, what do you... Um, I guess I don't really know how to phrase this question, but I'll try really quick. What do you think Mountain Dew is best paired with?
0: Ooh. That is an excellent question. I'm going to hit pause real fast to go check the dogs. The, the dogs are yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. And we're back, and you were asking me a question about Mountain Dew, I believe.
1: Yes. Um. The question was, what do you think Mountain Dew goes best paired well with? Pa- is paired well best with? <sighs>
0: uh, Pizza rolls
1: pizza rolls yeah
0: that's all you eat. you need that as your gamer fuel while you're playing cod late into the night
1: All right that makes sense Um, I may have set you up for failure in asking the question the way I did but actually Mountain Dew was created as a mixer it was originally created to be mixed with different alcohols they were trying to find what the best combination was and some of the best the best pairing that they found Mountain Dew was paired with was with whiskey.
0: Okay, so this is the '40s. What's in the '40s? What's happening? Why did they decide whiskey? Do you know? Um,
1: I do not. I I'm not good at a, uh U.S. history. I don't know if prohibition was happening then. I don't know if that was too early for prohibition to happen.
0: I know a lot of soda started off as like a medicine. So, what, did that have anything to do with it? Do you know?
1: It did not. They were just trying to make like a. They were trying to make their burns taste less burny.
0: Okay. <laughs> Awesome. That's cool.
1: Yeah, so that was just a wild little tidbit. Yeah, and so these two brothers came up with this kind of, like, mixture that turned into a soda. And the when they were introduced to the person who made it popular, it actually wasn't, like, a formal meeting of introduced being introduced. They were just on a train, and this man was on the train by the name of Charles Gordon. Charles Gordon was on a train, and he met the brothers... And the brothers asked, hey, do you want to try our drink?
0: And And he said, no, I don't know you. I don't accept drinks from strangers. (laughs)
1: That's what you think. But really, it was back in the day. There weren't really many rules. So he said, yeah. And they tried the drink. And what I find interesting is note how we're talking about um, Mellow Yellow being in response to Mountain Dew, Coca-Cola being in response to Pepsi. These brothers actually initially asked Coca-Cola for help. They asked if they could sell their product to them for it to be mainstream marketed, and Coca-Cola refused their offer.
0: So, what was the dude's name again? Um,
1: Charles Gordon was who, the one who was on the train, but the brothers' names are the Hartman
0: brothers. Okay, okay. so the Hartman brothers went to Charles, who works for Coca-Cola? No. He the- works for Pepsi.
1: No. Yes. Sorry. Charles Gordon was just someone who... Helped them promote the bro- product more. okay. He was kind of like the front man oh, for these brothers. Oh,
0: and with Charles, the two brothers and Charles went to both of the companies and got rejected by one. And then Pepsi picked them up.
1: Kind of. Um, so they tried being picked up by Coca-Cola and that didn't work. And so they just started making their own flavor doing it. And then in 1961... That's when uh, Tip Corporation of Marion, Virginia bought the rights to Mountain Dew. And in 1964, PepsiCo bought that company and got the rights to Mountain Dew. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: That's cool. So they so they just were able to get purchased bigger and bigger. Are the Hartman
1: Brothers alive? I do not know. I did not look into that. Um, but I did just want to... Topic, one more thing. Okay. (laughs) So, and I was just kind of, like, looking more into the history and, like, where did the name Mountain Dew come from? And initially, Mountain Dew was originally, like, Southern or Irish slang for moonshine, which, you know, was homemade whiskey. So, it was, like, a cover, and then they turned it into, like, a combination.
0: Oh. And then it became its own soda. Okay, that's cool. But now, so, so was Mountain Dew actually a moonshine, and they just... This was a fake syrup they made to go along with the whiskey they were smuggling back in the day? And <laughs> like they were just hiding it from the authorities?
1: I tried my best to look into that, but I could not. Um, but I did just want to let you guys know, in the 1950s, they did make an advertisement, and the advertisement looks kind of like it's in, like, the deserts. Um, and it's kind of old, and underneath the advertisement, there's a, like, slang. and the sl- slang, there's a, like, a motto, and the model says... Mountain Dew, sold here. It'll tickle your
0: innards. (laughs) Mm, I don't know if I want anything to tickle my innards.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that was just a really fun history of um, Mountain Dew. They did also back in the day in the 1980s. uh, There was only the one citrus flavor. And then in 1988, they...
0: Baja Blast. No. In 1988,
1: they created um, Mountain Dew Red, and it was introduced and discontinued in the exact same
0: year. (laughs) (laughs) So so they really came out like, yeah, we nailed that first flavor. What about this other one? Oh, no. Oh,
1: we're
0: (laughs) going to stay in our lane now.
1: And then in 2001, they tried again with the cherry flavored Code Red. And as we know to this day, Code Red exists. I personally hate the Flavor. I yeah. hate the flavors so much, I want to throw up.
0: Yeah, just get Fruit <laughs> Punch instead. Okay, so then Baja Blast, or is there something before Baja Blast?
1: After talking about Baja Blast, let's talk about Mellow Yellow.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Mellow Yellow is also similar to Mountain Dew. There isn't as much history to it, and it made me really sad. In the Wikipedia, by the way, I did find all my information on Wikipedia. (laughs) I believe that's the same for Keegan as well. Yeah,
0: Wikipedia is a good website. You should go there and use it. Yeah. But also fact check by going to whatever links that people are quoting on Wikipedia.
1: (laughs) Yes. um, The pages for Mountain Dew, there are like three pages for Mountain Dew on the history. And for the history of Mellow Yellow, it's two paragraphs. So I do feel bad for the drink. And I think maybe in my pity, I have forced myself to like the drink. Oh my gosh. We should, uh, we should go to Taco Bell after this and just get a Baja Blast and a freeze.
0: Mm. We may need to take a quick break here. We'll let you know how that
1: goes. <laughs> We've already <laughs> taken a couple of breaks. We'll finish this and then let you guys know on next episode how the Taco Bell was. Yeah. Maybe that'll be an earworm. But, uh,
0: <laughs> Okay,
1: um, yes. So, Mountain... So, we read... I guess it's quiz time. We read that Mountain Dew was invented in 1940. Yes. Um, and they tried the flavor in 1988 of red, but it failed. Keegan, when do you think mellow yellow was invented?
0: <sighs> 1970s again?
1: You are barely right. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> I'll take it.
1: <laughs> it was um, introduced March 12th of 1979.
0: Sick. Okay.
1: Yes. I do apologize to the beverage lift. I realize I had my facts incorrect. Uh, Mellow Yellow was dropped in North America and in Australia, but in the 1990s, it was replaced in Australia with a uncaffeinated but kind of similar drink called Lift. Oh, Um,
0: so same but different.
1: Yes, imagine like a soda you'd give to a toddler to make them feel like they're drinking soda.
0: Oh, okay, so seltzer water?
1: Seltzer water, yes. Yes, and so, you know, Mountain Dew released their different flavors, so obviously Mellow Yellow had to compete with them to try to be as good and to make up for their L's that Coca-Cola made by not accepting Mountain Dew. So when Mountain Dew released Mountain Dew Code Red, Mellow Yellow released Mellow Yellow Cherry. When, oh, that's the last time I can do that. Um, The other two variants of Mellow Yellow are called Mellow Yellow Afterglow, which is a very nice peach flavored. I've had it before. We've had it actually um at the Five Guys. Ooh. It's a very good flavor. It's very strong, I would say. Um I do
0: love peach.
1: And there is a mellow yellow melon flavor. And like
0: watermelon?
1: It says melon, so I'm assuming it's like the
0: Like a cantaloupe well, melon. Yeah, like a cantaloupe. Melon. Okay. Mm.
1: Oh, and I i guess we tried a later version of Mellow Yellow Afterglow because really those three flavors that I mentioned were only available for limited times and now Mellow Yellow Cherry is available in the Coca-Cola Freestyle machines but I also know that Coca-Cola Freestyle machines have like eight different versions of Mellow Yellow. Do I remember the flavors? No, but just go to your local like Five Guys, maybe a movie theater that has those. I think the AMC has that and just try out the flavors. Cool. Yeah.
0: Got anything else about either of these you want to tell me about? Um, So, like I told you, there
1: isn't much to Mellow Yellow. Um, I guess one of the more notable things is it was once featured in a 1990 NASCAR based movie called Days of Thunder. In which um, the main character, Tom Cruise, a classic, um, (laughs) drove a Mellow Yellow sponsored car to victory in the Daytona 500.
0: Yay.
1: (laughs) That's all kind of really what I have to say about them. I was very, I did look very hard for a Mellow Yellow origin story. Let me check one more time. Um, But there just really isn't much about that drink. It just was made in competition to Mountain Dew. Crazy um there are a couple songs called mellow yellow <laughs> um but other than that uh it has a nice design on the can um and that's a big emphasis that they like to do and separate there have been studies that you know they ask different people how the two drinks taste and what they like about them mellow yellow is described as smooth and mellow in contrast to mountain dew that's like more energetic more gamer activity some described it as it feels like you're jumping off a rope sc- swing into a river. But some of the old timers, maybe ask your grandma or grandpa how they feel about the current Mountain Dew. Because it looks like there are a couple of them that say that it feels like a wimpy shell of its former self.
0: Wow. <laughs> Way to diss on Mountain Dew, old people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I do respect both drinks, and I just wanted to say thank you. Yeah,
0: that's that's very good. Like what you like. Drink what you want wrestle
1: a gator or a croc
0: yeah <laughs> i think you know what i think this has been good what do you think call it a wrap there talk about our earworm next week
1: all right so let's talk about our earworm for next week and we'll see you
0: all right see on you on the next... other
1: side I, we need to get a cool look.
0: yeah we're gonna edit this last part we'll see you all next week then Bye bye <laughs>